Welcome to the Superman Confidential Podcast, the podcast all about Clark Kent and Lois Lane. And I'm Tom, your host, and we've got some news. We've got some real, real significant news for Superman as this movie reboot is moving closer and we're getting some more details about this finally. Uh, DCU, as they're calling it, chapter one for the movie, released by new DC Studios heads, James Gunn and Peter Safdie. I'll mostly be talking about the the Superman Legacy movie, that is the title now, to start uh, and get into a little bit of new details that we got from that, but I'll also be talking about greater, uh, whether you like it or not, uh, that is indirectly at least related to the success of the Superman movie franchise now, a new universe or continued universe, whatever they're going to do with it. a great universe could potentially be good news for the Superman movie. Bad universe could certainly bring that down. So, uh, for better or worse. So, we're going to get into it. So, first off, James Gunn and Peter Saffron, it sounds like they had a big private press event where they revealed partial slate for the first chapter, as they're calling it, of the DCU. They also released a video, James Gunn released a video, walking through, sharing some of that chapter. Now, the press also had, were given more information, Gunn and Saffron, and also were able to ask questions. So there are several sources here. Uh, it's been really challenging trying to sift through it all and see what uh, what from the various articles are fact or come from Gunn and Saffron versus just editorializing general information and, and all of that because there's different nuggets in all of them, and the writers of those specific ones uh, shared different things. So there's the general slate, which everybody kind of has, and then there's some specific stuff from different sources that is uh, has some different information. So I'll certainly be talking, you know, I've got links if there's anything specific in the notes, but there's The Hollywood Reporter, there's Variety, Deadline, and all the usual ones. Um, and there's some, some other ones as well. I did see Above the Line, which I guess is a new uh, site. Jeff Snyder, I know, I think he's worked for Collider and uh, some other stuff in the past, but he had some more information on project in particular that I thought was interesting. And also, he kind of put everything in one article versus all of the, I think Variety and Deadline had a lot of the one news item make uh, and and parse it out into several different articles for more clicks which i get but it makes it a little harder to process all of it but so again i will there's links in there but and there's certainly much more to find out we only got a small details let's get into it so superman legacy is the title i don't have a ton of thought of that that uh i'm I'm not a huge title person Uh, i think it sounds fine i wanted superman colon something as the title i think that was my main choice uh, as opposed to you know going with man of tomorrow or the last son of krypton or you know something like that i think i i like it being superman blank and the next movie superman blank uh and continue that format makes it a little neater so i think it's fine and legacy might be a little surprising the first time you hear it for a first movie in a franchise but looking at what the story is about, dealing with his Kryptonian and his earthly heritage and, and, and all of that, 
it gets sense. You get a little sense it's going to deal with his legacy, (laughs) you know, the legacy of how that applies. Um, But let's let's get into the actual the actual news here. We already knew Gunn is writing and may direct the project, Um, but this is from the Hollywood Reporter. Superman is the true kickoff for the duo's DCU plans. It's not an origin story, Safran said. It focuses on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. He is the embodiment of truth, justice, and the American way. He is kindness in a world that thinks that kindness as old-fashioned. That sounds great. Uh, That sounds great, and this is a theme to continue. Everything we have heard about this movie, which is not a lot, it is some vague stuff. It it is very nonspecific. But it sounds great. Uh, I think it sounds like a great approach to the film and really cool. Uh, I do have questions, particularly when we get to the the wider universe uh, of what's going on. But what I have heard sounds really cool. So let's kind of look at that there. It's not an origin story. We knew that. Um, But the fact that it's focusing on balancing in his Kryptonian heritage and human upbringing that generally is something that is early on in the Superman's days. So uh, we'll see how they handle that. I do like um, a lot of Superman stories where, you know, if you look at something like Lois and Clark, Superman birthright, sort of where those kind of stories where he he decides to be Superman on his own. He knows he has this power. He wants to do good. He becomes Superman for whatever reason, even before he realizes he's a Kryptonian even before he maybe even realizes he's an alien. So I think maybe that's what they mean by origin. Maybe he is acting as Superman when the movie starts, but maybe he doesn't know he's an alien, doesn't know that, or I don't know. I think it not being an origin story, it's it's not clear what that means. It's said in his early days, but it's not an origin story. Does that just mean he has all his powers? Has he stepped out as Superman yet? Um, I don't know. We've got We've got time to figure all that out. But I do think that that's interesting. The one, the one little thing there is that does loosely sound similar to Man of Steel in that it it focuses on him balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. I guess Man of Steel is more about figuring out, um, and maybe this is just figuring out the balance. Uh, that could be interesting. I don't know. Uh, again, very vague and stuff, but I think that's interesting. But it does make me think: is that going to deal, you know? Birthright again is an origin story, but it does deal with, you know, you could say it deals with Superman's legacy in that it, um, how he, how Clark interacts with Jonathan and Martha. I know Jonathan is very conflicted with Clark in, in Birthright and him stepping forward, and especially once he finds out about his Kryptonian heritage, what does that mean? Clark's dad, who is a, a farmer. Kansas trying to grasp that his son is this incredibly powerful being far, far away. That's just one possible way they could go. Um, But he is kindness in a world that thinks that kindness as old fashioned. That sounds great. Um, There's always a lot of debates about what makes Superman relevant, relatable, all this and that, Uh, and trying to update him with the times and all of that. This sounds great. it sounds like they're trying to make Superman Superman and not change Superman, adjust Superman for the time. And it's just going to show Superman in the world like we live in today. 
as opposed to 38, 1978, 23. And so, cool. Uh, kindness aspect of is a great way to uh, a great entry point for the character. And so I'm really, really. We also have a release date. Yep, a release date. July 11th, July 11th of 2025 has been penciled in, not penned in. And, you know, with all of this, it is subject to change. We know very well how any number of reasons related to the film or external uh, to the film. But summer 2025, that sounds great. You know, I thought there was an outside chance it could be earlier than that. But I'd rather them not rush it, especially the moving parts and and do what's going to make the best film. So that's cool. We have a release date for the first time in a decade. Almost. We have a release date from variety and several other sources pointed out. Pierce Haffern wants Gunn to direct as well as write. And so, you know, I, I think that is, I think that's been the likely scenario that would, will direct. He seems to direct most of his stuff. Uh, Some random quotes here from Gunn. He said, Superman is for everyone. That's a four quadrant quadrant film that should speak to everyone in the Sounds great. That's what you want to hear for a Superman. Uh, the video and the social media posts from the, you know, the video with gun talking and other stuff have used all an all-star Superman cover, which is very interesting. Uh, gun has talked in the past about how Grant Morrison's work, you know, he's a big fan of Grant Morrison's work and uh, he shared not long, gun shared not long ago that reading all-star Superman with his morning coffee. Um, I don't think this movie is going to, be all-star Superman at all or anything like that. I mean, this is a, a young Superman, whereas Superman is sort of a last Superman story. So I don't think that's going to be that at all, but maybe some some influence in, in spirit, in tone, something like that. Uh, maybe certain scenes. I know there's just from all-star Superman that uh, it's constantly passed around. Uh, but from from above the line, and this was, this was where I saw this first, uh, was a statement from Gunn saying Superman Legacy is the found, is the true foundation of our creative vision for the DC universe. Not only is Superman an iconic part of DC lore, but he is also a favorite character for comic book readers, viewers of earlier movies, and fans around the world. I can't wait to introduce our version of Superman, who audiences will be able to follow and get to know across films, movies, animation, and gaming. Sounds cool. Again, we don't know how we don't know of any Superman appearances for sure except for Superman Legacy. And they didn't announce anything gaming. Don't know what's going to happen with that, or, or animation, anything like that. But this is cool. Um, and yeah, that just sounds cool. I, I want to get to know a Superman very well. You know, hopefully it's true to the Superman I want, and you know I prefer. Uh, but the frustrating thing with all this scattershot DC stuff over the last 10 to 20 years or so, uh, we get small elements of Superman or Superman's mythology in all sorts of various places, and it conflicts with each other. We don't get to know stuff well. Uh, I've recently used the Lex Luthor example. Lex Luthor was just cast in Superman and Lois, a new Lex Luthor. There was just a couple months ago a Lex Luthor in Titans on HBO Max. John Cryer was on Supergirl, obviously. He was in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Jesse Eisenberg, you know, five, five, six years ago now. Uh, seven years ago, since he really had a major role. And 
I know a lot of people like that from a, a multi-purpose perspective, getting different takes, all of this stuff. I I understand that. I, I personally find it incredibly frustrating that we are constantly starting over with new versions of the character. I think that's bad business-wise because it dilutes the brand, obviously. But as a fan, it's really frustrating that we're just constantly starting over. Like, oh, okay, where did, what's this Lex's relationship with Superman? What's what's this history? You know, it's cool to see Lex in, in different ways and stuff, but gosh, it would be nice to have one for a while that we get to know and get a full, complete Superman mythology, see all the different aspects of Superman. And it sounds like that's what they're committed to. You know, I don't know what movies, what animation, where it'll pop up in, you know, potentially cameos and streaming series or all of that team ups, crossovers, whatever, um, video game where whoever the new Superman is voicing it, whatever. I'm just cool to potentially see a new Clark Kent and Lois Lane and get to see their relationship developments, get to see their world develop, um, see all of that. Uh, and that's a frustrating thing because if you want to, if somebody wants to get into Superman <laughs> right now, it's really tough to tell them where to start. Uh, or if or if someone asks a question about Superman, it's really tough to tell them because it's it's complicated. Was Superman born on Earth? Well, maybe. Uh, was he born on Krypton? Maybe. There's just a million different things. What's the S stand for? Does it stand for hope? Is it just an S? Is it just from his family's crest? Is it his family's coat of arms? What is it? All these different things. I would like to, you know, it's it, it's tough to say this thing that we know nothing about is going to be the definitive version but that's kind of the hope you know not not to not that it's going to replace any other old version of superman but you'd like to get to know one really well and that is what that is one of the more encouraging things you know like we get to see you know a lois lane that could pop up in a booster gold series and it makes sense and fit in and further that character story and be consistent with where we see Lois Lane and other stuff, that would be really cool, just as an example. Also from above the line, it sounds like Gunn is deciding what is best for DC. To me, it kind of sounds like his the likelihood the plan is most likely for him to, re- to direct. He's trying to decide the balance between being an executive, overseeing all of DC studios and the entire slate for the next several years, and also what he is going to commit to, to directing, because uh, directing is going to be the main... If he takes on a Superman movie between now and July of 2025, that's got to be his main priority. And so I get the the challenges there. I'd be excited if, if Gunn were to direct, but I also, because he's a proven filmmaker, but I also get the the challenges of that. And the downside is that you would want whoever is going to direct Superman Legacy, you would want them to commit the next... 30 months of their lives to making the best possible Superman movie. That to be the main priority. That to be their main focus creatively. And Gunn, if he is doing it, he's also going to have to juggle casting, writing, creative decisions, overseeing, even if he's just overseeing and Peter Safran's handling more of the business side of things, the budgets, the locations, the sets, all of that, he's still going to be involved in everything and creating the greater DC universe. So, that is a complication, and it sounds like Gunn is deciding, you know, what's best, focusing on more of being an executive or getting a great director, in which case I'm sure Gunn sees himself as a great director, to 
start the DC universe off on a strong foot with a great Superman movie with a great director. Above the Line also had something about how great villains are the opposite of the heroes they battle, so he expects the villains to be really evil. I'm not sure exactly what that means or, or what if that applies specifically to Superman Legacy or something else. You know, some, something about citing Gorilla Grodd and Joker as examples of being very evil. So I don't know if that gives us... Obviously, I don't think they're going to be the villains of a Superman movie, but I don't know what what that is, if that's directly related or not. Um, but above the line again said, Saffron said he's certainly hoping that Gunn will direct it and Gunn all but gave it away right at the beginning of his presentation. But as of now, it's not official. And as it pertains to that, uh, the quote was, but back to why I'm also but certain Gunn will direct Superman legacy himself. When James was 11 years old, his parents sent him to see a psychiatrist because he didn't interact with his peers much growing up. And in order to help James, that psychiatrist encouraged Gunn's father to take an interest in the things that James loved, which means comic books. So he drove his son to Creation Comic Con in Chicago, where they met Ernie Chan, and it cemented James' love of cam- of comics. And he said that one of his happiest moments was when he walked in on his father reading a Superman comic on his own. As soon as he said that, I knew there wasn't a chance in hell he was going to pass up the opportunity to reinvent the Man of Steel. So that is that is the quote um, above the line is where I saw that written. I haven't seen that anywhere else, but that would, you know... Jeff Snyder's impression from going to this press event was he would be absolutely shocked if James Gunn does not direct it. And this quote was <laughs> really cool. I mean, just uh, really cool. It gets you a little emotional uh, reading it. You know, touches on James' struggles, his bond with his father. Um, and the fact that that story was in James' mind, James Gunn's mind to share when talking about Superman legacy. I think that tells us a little bit potentially where his head's at you know is he thinking about the father-son bond between Jonathan and Clark Kent you know the mom pa Kent and and Clark and and that ties back into what we talked about about the balancing the Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing I think that could give us some huge hints uh to what this film could entail you know part of what it could entail but that's just a really cool story I thought and you know, yeah, I think if James Gunn doesn't think it is too much for him to direct it is what is going to happen, you know. Um, Gunn also acknowledged that Superman will be entering the public domain in the next decade, but only certain elements of the character, and he won't allow that to impact his definition of Clark Kent. He also said that while the DCU will be a unified universe, he wants fans to understand the story first and foremost. So if Superman is in the authority, he wants viewers to be able to understand what's going on in the authority without having seen Superman. And while small confusions are of course unavoidable, the main thing is that each individual project is understood on its own terms. Uh, that's fine. That makes sense, especially for the beginning of this universe. You want to make it easy for fans to get into, uh, and not make it homework at the start. There's certainly payoffs, you know, as we, as we've seen with Marvel to, um, having films that build on each other, but especially at the start, you don't want to do that. Um, so that is it for Superman Legacy. I will certainly be doing more talk uh, about this film, what I hope to see in the future. But that's the the new information. We've got a name. We've got a title. We've got a release date. Possibly uh, closing in on a director. 
everything I've heard from this film sounds great. You know, all this, all this stuff. Any questions, confusions about it comes from stuff outside of this film. So, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be talking more about it in the future. But th- this sounds cool, and I just want more details and uh, and hope I'm excited about those as what I get. But, yeah, I'll definitely be talking more. Uh, some other stuff from all the different articles and overall DC stuff. They, Gunn and Saffron definitely acknowledge the mess and how they've been just scattershot tossing out properties here and there, and they want to make it more unified going forward. Again, it doesn't sound like everything's going to 100% be in the DCU right away, but uh, I don't think we're going to hear a bunch of random projects popping up on, let's say, the CW or uh, other networks or unrelated to this universe. Uh, so I think that's that's good. Um, I think that's necessary. I know some people will be bummed about that, but I think that's necessary to try to get to unite the DC fan base. Uh, it sounds like two movies and two shows per year are the plan. Two streaming shows and two movies. That, um, especially when I get into more of the different projects they announced, um, I think it's smart to not jump right in and go like four, <laughs> four and four or something like that, especially with how, how crowded the superhero marketplace is. But this just got me thinking with the number of, you know, I'm someone who wants Superman movie every other year, every three years at the least. Um, how, when could, if Superman legacy is a hit, when, when are we going to see Superman legacy too? Is it going to be, you know, you'd like it to have it come in 2027 uh, but is 2028 even going to be possible if if they're only doing two per year and they've got a variety of different projects? I don't know. Uh, they've also got sort of a story team, it sounds like, uh, from Variety to build out the overarching story for the DCU. Gunn brought together a writer's room of Drew Goddard, the Martian, Jeremy Slater from Moon Knight, Christina Hodson from The Flash and the Cancelled Batgirl, Crystal Henry from the Watchmen TV series, and comics writer Tom King, who's worked on Batman, Mr. Miracle, and lots of other stuff. Gunn indicated that at least some of these writers would continue working on DCU projects, including Henry, who is co-show running. I think that's, you know, I don't know enough. Building a huge universe is really hard, so having some talented writers involved makes a lot of sense. Drew Goddard is a name who I've long wanted to be a long personal favorite as a potential writer-director for a Superman movie. The Martian film, which he wrote, is really captures the tone and the spirit of what I'd like to see in a Superman movie. Uh, he's done some other stuff. I think he did some, like Daredevil season one was the showrunner of that. Um, and the other writers here are have some promising resumes. Tom King is, is very hit or miss with people, I know. Um, but he... He does have some DC, greater DC Comics knowledge. Peacemaker Season 2 has been put on hold. It does not say canceled, but it that, that's all I know. Peacemaker Season 2 has been put on hold. Um, why that's important, there's the another, the Waller TV series, which Gunn has seemingly been involved with for a while, has a couple of their showrunners. So that potentially frees up Gunn other than the, all of the DC Studios' responsibilities, that frees up Gunn as a writer and director if he was going to do Superman pretty quickly. Um, because Peacemaker Season 2 is going to be a priority for him now with that not being the case. Superman could certainly 
roll cameras by the end of the year. He'll be, but could be in front of cameras by the end of the year. I think that's possible or early, early 2024 to make that mid 2025 release date. I think that's certainly possible. Once Gunn finishes up, he's got Guardians of the Galaxy 3 coming out in May and lots of, I'm sure lots of DC Studios responsibilities till then, but perhaps after that he can really dial in focus on Superman Legacy. There's also an article about how Superman and Lois, I think Gunn said everybody likes it and it has, it should have one or two more seasons left. A lot of people have been taking that, I mean, that means season four and season five. Uh, only two seasons have been released. Season three is not out until March. I took it to possibly mean seasons three and four, uh, meaning season three is coming, season four potentially also. I don't know. The CW is going under changes. We don't know all that. Um, again, I've said in the past, I think it stinks for, for fans, but I do think it is best not to have it. You want as much distance as possible between Superman and Lois and a potential new movie reboot uh, to not dilute the brand and everything. You know, Man of Steel and Smallville had just over two years separating them. I think Man of Steel would have been in a better position if there was a couple more years there. Again, I love Smallville, all 10 seasons and everything, but I think Man of Steel, from a business perspective, would have been in a stronger position if if Smallville had, you know, if there was five years between the end of Smallville and the start of Man of Steel, just two. Um, so I think the the more distance, the better. Um, but I get there's people working on it. There's fans. There's you know there's complications there, and I'm certainly not wishing anybody to lose their job or anything like that. Um, we don't have a full release of Chapter One, as they're calling it, because they're saving some stuff. You know, some stuff they can announce. They are prioritizing writers in the creative process and not forcing a release date. Uh, Gun and Saffron. That's funny because Superman is the only one to get a. A release date, but that is again penciled in, and, and so slows that down. Obviously, that could change, but yeah, that's a big problem in Hollywood is putting a release date before you got a script or director or anything attached, and then you're racing to hit a release date without even having a, a real idea for a movie. Hmm. And that's something that's impacted DC, is something that has impacted all sorts of stuff. Um, there's, there's talk about moral ambiguity. Um, and, and more gray stuff. And I think I saw something that they're not going to do R-rated movies, at least in the main line. D would have to double check where I found that. Uh, but I believe I saw that. And they're going to try to do one actor per character. So the same, if Superman shows up in animation, they hope it's action version is usually, you know, maybe they'll do some different voices if someone's not available, but that sounds like um, the case. Um, the video that Gunn did, was interesting. I thought it was a cool way. I thought it was a little neater than back in 2014 when they just announced the slate at an investor's call. This was a little more fan-friendly. A little cool that we could all watch and see the video at once, but uh, they talked about that making the DCU connected, of course. Characters consistent. The the characterization of characters consistent across mediums, which I've The Flash resets the entire DC universe. And, and it's not clear. The big elephant in the room is and I don't think it's 100% clear yet is this a reboot is this a full on obviously it's something of a reboot we're getting a new Superman 
we're getting a new Batman, we're getting all sorts of new things, but is it 100% a reboot of the universe that started with Man of Steel and has gone through the Flash that's coming up or the Aquaman movie that's coming up? I don't think that's 100% clear yet. Uh, There's something in here that makes it think no, but I don't know. And that's my biggest question so far because I I think Gunn and Saffron are in a really tough spot because they want to announce they need to get started on stuff right away. But DC has four movies coming out this year that, let's be honest, Warner Brothers Discovery (laughs) wants to maximize the profits of, obviously. And all of those movies might not have any future plans for Gun and Saffron, but I don't think they can say that. I don't think Warner Brothers Discovery wants them to say that until those movies come out. And I've seen a lot of people question, you know, why is Henry Cavill definitely not returning, but they're leaving it open that Ezra Miller, Zachary Levi, Gal Gadot, Jason Momoa could return. And I think the most obvious potential answer is because Henry Cavill doesn't have any major role coming up as Superman whereas all of those other characters are set to return as a leading character or uh, a big supporting role in at least one more movie. And I don't think they want to say that before the movie comes out. Notice how everything was great leading up for Black Adam. You know, oh, they had all these plans for spinoffs, for sequels, for all sorts of stuff. Now, that was before Gunn and Saffron were hired. But then once the movie had sort of run its course in theaters, bam, Dwayne Johnson's not going to continue as Black Adam anytime soon, maybe in future multiverse chapters or anything like that. It wouldn't surprise me. I think Shazam 2 comes out in March. It wouldn't surprise me if in May we hear there's no plans for Zachary Levi to continue. Same thing with The Flash. I would be very surprised if Ezra Miller continued as The Flash. I just don't think they want to say that because I think that movie is a big potential box office hit, uh, mainly because of the return of Michael Keaton as Batman. And so, and I, I'm sure they're going to pop that teaser trailer at the Super Bowl, and it is going to get a lot of attention. A lot of people, you know, again, looking back at the Top Gun Maverick box office, uh, the Spider-Man No Way Home, The Force Awakens, bringing back uh, a beloved character, actor as a character from the 80s, great way, great way to, uh, to make some money. So, you know, that's a a big trend. And I think Keaton returning as Batman has huge potential box office uh, for one film like The Flash. So I don't think I want to mess with that. Aquaman was a billion-dollar film. I think they hope it does similar to that. But they don't want to say that. Um, So they don't want to do anything to potentially jeopardize a couple films that they think have high upside. Um. This kind of makes it sound like The Flash is going to reset the DC Universe. And maybe from Blue Beetle and Aquaman 2 going forward, that's going to still be... That's going to be in this new universe. Maybe. Uh, are you going to tell me... Are you going to tell me that they're really going to kick off their, their DC Universe with the third version of a Charlton Comics character in Blue Beetle? And Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle? Maybe. Um, but that, that film would have to be pretty good because if it's... What if it's just decent and doesn't do well at the box office and then you really you start in your universe with Blue Beetle? How does that work? And then a couple of years later you do Superman? Um, 
maybe uh maybe they can figure something out for that and same thing with aquaman um that obviously has big box office potential and it would be tough to move on from a billion dollar franchise but if you're going to reboot you need to reboot everything the benefits of a fresh start far outweigh the benefits of keeping one or two actors i think that dc's been such a mess a clean slate you know boom uh superman legacy 2025 this is where things begin this is where things start would be a great way to do it carrying even a little bit of things from the past forward would be a real question mark and that's the that's the biggest question because nothing announced here none of the movies announced have are continuations of anything right there's no wonder woman 3 here there's no the flash 2 there's no aquaman 3 uh you could say maybe that's because they're waiting to see how those films do uh, but maybe it's just a maybe the maybe the answer is that it's just a hard reboot and they don't want to say it yet maybe the complication to that is the Waller series. Um, maybe this is wishful thinking on my part, but maybe the Waller series is just sort of a wrap-up to the DC universe, DCEU, just sort of wrapping up some loose ends, and maybe that comes out in 2024, ties up some loose ends somehow. Uh, not Isn't the big Justice League versus Darkseid or Anti-Monitor or something like that that we'd hoped as a final film in the in the franchise? But maybe it wraps things up on a smaller scale and allows Superman Legacy to be the true start of the DC Universe. And it is a hard reboot. Again, that's me speculating um, and probably a lot of wishful thinking on my part. But it does make sense uh, to sort of just wrap up things that, you know, that's that's the best way to preserve that. Because there's going to be a lot of confusion. There's going to be a lot of questions. Are you going to continue with... Are you really going to continue with Moe's Aquaman, with Amanda Waller from Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad Peacemaker, and the rest of the Justice League be entirely, you got a new Batman, you got a new Superman, you got a new everything else? Are you really going to do that? I think that would lead to a lot of confusion, and you would lose all the benefit of doing a, a, a hard reboot, which is a fresh start for anybody who doesn't like. Um, we'll see. Uh, we will see on that, but I think... If a year from now we find out, yeah, they're continuing forward with just the Suicide Squad cast or the Peacemaker cast, and then everything else is going to be new, and it's going to be this weird hodgepodge, I will be first in line to criticize it. Uh, but I will, I'm willing to wait until these movies come out, you know, these last four movies come out, to see if they're really going to do a full hard reboot. And it's also, it's also worth noting that in the video... Gunn described Superman Legacy as the true beginning universe. Now, does that just mean from a creative perspective, this was the first film when we started? Or does that mean, boom, we're going to re hard reset everything? Uh, you know, this stuff, yeah, we're doing some other stuff, but this is going to be the real start. This is going to be the uh, ground one of a Superman universe or of a DC universe. Uh, but in the video, Gunn also said, this is being written by me. I'm in the middle of it and I'm having a great time doing it. It doesn't. Good. I hope he is enjoying it. Um, but that doesn't really tell us much. Uh, so let's get into the the slate quickly here. I'll give my high level thoughts on these things here. Uh, a creature commandos animated series written by Gun. Okay, fine. You know, it's some weird, fun characters. That's neat, but it doesn't really do much. There's that Waller series spinning off. It's going to have a lot of the Peacemaker cast. Again, I I hope this is again not wishing for anybody to be out of the 
from the DCEU to lose their job or anything like that, but I think it needs to be a hard reboot, and maybe this can be a a way to end the universe on a smaller scale. I would be really critical of this Waller series if Gunn was heavily involved with it, and I would have been really critical if Gunn was doing Peacemaker Season 2 right away, not just as a, because it's going to potentially kick back the Superman movie, but because as head of DC Studios, he should be focusing on bigger things. But there's a couple other creatives involved with Waller, so hopefully it's something Gunn can hand off to people and should do much work on the day-to-day stuff. So those two things are coming out before Superman Legacy. So I think it makes sense. You know, I think Weasel from the Suicide Squad is in Creature Commandos. It's a prequel to that or something. It makes sense if those were already in development, already being worked on heavily, and those are the end. That's my hope. Uh, So Superman Legacy, talked about July 11th, 2025. A Lanterns TV series focusing on the Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart versions of Green Lantern and others on Earth. I think this is smart. I know a lot of people would like a big space opera, epic Green Lantern movie. That would be incredibly risky for considering what the 2011 movie did. And that's really Green Lantern's only attempt to break out in the pop culture. I think that would have been really risky spending another $200 million on a Green Lantern movie. So I get that. And looking at this slate, before I get into it any further, there's some things I like. There's definitely some things I will criticize, a couple things in particular. I will say... This is hard. I mean, this is really hard. The last month or so, been looking at hearing people, what they think their slate should be, what they'd like it to be. I think we could all probably come up with a a slate we'd like. You know, for me, it would be <laughs> Superman about every year, every other year. A lot of Justice League, throwing a New Gods trilogy or something, uh, along with some Wonder Woman and some other very bad Batman, some other things probably, but it's really hard um, because one, I think superhero fatigue is a real thing. James Gunn sort of addressed that and that's why he wants to, he's aware of that. I thought it was interesting that Kevin Feige recently said he didn't know, he didn't think superhero fatigue would ever be a thing. Whereas Gunn did say that he thinks it will be a thing and they're going to be aware of that and cognizant of that going into this universe. And I'm personally someone who thinks when the history books of superhero movies are written 10, 20, 50 years from now, 2008 to 2019 is probably going to be looked at as the golden age of superhero movies. That doesn't mean they're going to go away. It doesn't mean there's going to not going to be any more big ones, but I think that is probably going to be the golden age. And I think we're starting to go on a downward slope and I think there'll still be some big hits, but I think there's going to be more and more misses. And I think that makes it really hard. I think there's a chance that this DC universe could do everything right creatively. And whatever you wanted the Man of Steel universe to be 10 years ago could live up to every creative dream you ever wanted. I think it could do that and still potentially not succeed because there's just so much superhero stuff. And it's going to be tough getting people invested in a universe because... DC is going to have to compete with general superhero fatigue. They're obviously going to have to compete directly or indirectly with everything Marvel's doing uh, as they are deep into the MCU. But they're going to have to compete with DC in terms of the DCEU. You know, the that just f- that is finishing or not, whatever. 
with all the Justice League and the Snyder stuff and the Patty Jenkins, the Wonder Woman, the Gal Gadot, all of that, they're going to have to compete with other DC stuff like the Batman and the Joker franchises. And they're going to have to compete with the Arrowverse, which is about to end with The Flash, but it's still a loaded DC universe that brought tons and tons of characters to life. And they're they're not head-to-head competing with all of those things, but there's all that stuff in the marketplace for you to watch if you're a superhero fan. Whereas 10 years ago, we any one of us probably could have made a DC slate that had, if it had enough of the big characters and the films were liked, it would have been a success. The problem with the DC universe, the films weren't exactly loved at the start. And so changes were made and continued, blah, blah, blah. We don't need to go down that road. But I think it's going to be really hard. And that's what... Uh, that's why I was a little lenient. I'm a little lenient with this slate. I think it's going to be hard no matter what they do. Um, because there hasn't been a ton of DC stuff that are obvious choices for a new slate. Because all of the A-list characters have been used recently. Or their mythology when it comes to Superman and Batman. Uh, Wonder Woman is a lot. Aquaman's got a second film coming up. The Flash has a film coming up this year. I know a lot of people point to Green Lantern, like I said, but... That last film did so poorly that it's tough to say there's any safe bets for this new DC universe. There's Honestly, there's no films where I'm 100% confident in. Even Superman and Batman, which you would think, you know, they're huge. They've got to compete. You know, Superman's going to have to compete with the diluting of the Superman brand from having multiple seasons of a TV show going on, uh, from years of Supergirl, from not being that long from the last iteration, from being a reboot, from to competing with fans who have had the last two Superman movies be one-offs and never getting a sequel. You're going to try to get people invested in a Superman movie again. When it comes to Batman, you got to compete with a, another Batman franchise going on. When it comes to Wonder Woman, you're potentially rebooting from Gal Gadot, who was liked not that long ago. And the rest of the characters are risky characters. So I do think it is really hard. Uh, you know, you've either got... Risky characters that nobody knows when it comes to the general public, or you've got the A-list characters who have been already used a lot recently. So I think it's really it's really tough. It is a mess, absolutely, that Gunn and Saffron have to pick up. That aside, let's get into the next thing. The Authority movie. From global fame to relative obscurity, Superman Legacy will lead directly into The Authority, an ensemble movie about superhumans who have a less than idealistic approach to saving the world. I don't know if that is literally, you know, something a plot point in Superman Legacy leads into the authority, or if it just means in general, one's get, one movie's going to happen and then the next. The authority again. This is a pretty obscure team. I know there it was a liked, well liked Wildstorm comic, but pretty obscure to the general public. I don't know. You know, I think it's really risky. <laughs> uh, this is going to be important. Who is who's writing, directing, getting a, a good, strong voice there, and the cast. I thought the Suicide Squad was a really weird choice for the third movie in the DCEU, and that changed when they got an, a really great cast, a lot of uh, big names, got Will Smith and, and others, and, and when that first cast list was excited, was released, when Tom Hardy was in it at first, uh, that was like, wow, that made the Su- Suicide Squad a big movie almost instantly 
and I think they they might need they might need to do that with the authority. Uh, it's a similar team of it's not the Suicide Squad, but there's some similar stuff there, and an ensemble team. A really weird choice for a second movie in a universe, a superhero universe. But maybe uh, so. I think the casting and creatives are going to be really important there. I think it could be a really good movie, but how are you going to get people interested in it? Uh, Paradise Lost TV series, so it's going to be set on Themyscira before Wonder Woman's birth, mostly. This, so I think it's notable they don't have anything Wonder Woman related, uh, Diana Prince specifically related on the slate, and maybe that'll come. And they're waiting for Gal Gadot's final appearances to announce that, or maybe uh, things are in the works there. But whatever it is, I think that's interesting. Cool idea for a series, but one thing that's missing is what's up with Wonder Woman in the in this slate. Um, so we'll see. Again, that's that's my conspiracy theory of they probably got plans for a Wonder Woman movie, but they don't want to announce it because it's a reboot. Maybe. Um, the Brave and the Bold. This is going to be a movie starring Batman and Damian Wayne. So they're doing it. They're they're doing an actual Batman movie in this universe. I thought they might. Stay away. Obviously, they've got to have a, a Batman in the universe. I get that. But it is... I thought it might have been saved for cameos and Justice League movies or something like that. But they're going to actually do a Batman movie with <laughs> competing against... You know, this is going to come out within a year or two of the Batman Part 2. You know, the Robert Pattinson stuff. So, boy, that's risky. As someone who... I don't think there should be multiple versions of characters business-wise uh we'll see how this goes i think with batman and superman they're big enough to they're big enough to potentially get by on multiple versions of the character but i think it hurts you know instead of batman the batman part 2 potentially making 1.2 billion if it was if it was great and in this shared universe it, it, this that and the brave and the bold movie might top out at 700 million as maximum box office. I don't know. I don't I don't think it, there's any way they're both huge hits being separate or anything like that. I think it hurts the box office potential both both of them. Booster Cold TV series could be fun. Um sure. A Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow movie. Uh this is, you know, along with Batman having multiple Batman. This is my next big complaint. Um I think Gunn really likes the Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow comic that Tom King wrote. That's neat. But how does this fit into a new universe or a DC universe? Again, similar to having multiple Batman. We talked about superhero fatigue. You can have two movie franchises about people in red and blue from Krypton that wear an S on their chest with the same powers. All right, why? You, there's. I, there's so many cool characters out there, um, and we're missing some female characters from this from this list. I hope Wonder Woman and others are are going to be included. But there's and there need but there needs to be more f- female superheroes for sure. But why why one who is so similar to another character? Why not Hawkgirl? Why not a Hawkgirl movie instead of Supergirl? Why not? Zatanna, why not so many others? This was a real head scratcher for me. It also brings in questions: Are they, is Supergirl going to now have to appear in 
Superman legacy to set that up. If it's a young Superman, how is Supergirl? If it's younger Superman, how does Supergirl exist? You'd want that character to show up later, if at all. Um, this was a this was a real head scratcher for me. Um, but the details, taking its cues from the recent Tom King written miniseries, the movie project promises to have a different take than what most think of it when they think of when the idea of Superman's cousins come to mind. We will see the difference between Superman, who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents from the time he was an infant, versus Supergirl, raised on a rock, a chip off of Krypton, and who watched everyone around her die and killed in terrible ways for the first 14 years of her life and then come to Earth. She's much more hardcore and not the Supergirl we're used to. So from that, I at least really appreciate that they're trying to differentiate from Superman, at least in terms of personality. Um, I think that's good. You know, it's something that the Supergirl show failed to do. I think anything they can differ- differentiate, but I wish they would gone further. I wish, frankly, I, like I wish this was a hot girl movie. <laughs> um, and I don't, I don't know how this fits in into the universe. Even short of that, you know, I, I do really question, you know, the diluting of the Superman brand. Another similar character launched probably relatively quickly, uh, considering this is the fourth film listed. And there may be others in there, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, and a Swamp Thing movie. That's cool. Swamp Thing's really cool. Don't know the commercial viability of it. There was a couple low-budget movies in the 80s. There was the TV series after that. And then the the newer DC Universe TV series in 2019, which I thought was really good. But it only lasted 10 episodes because it was really expensive, perhaps. Um, so... Swamp Thing's a really cool character, and, and I definitely want to see... It's, char- it's one of the characters I definitely like to see in the DC Universe. I do wonder how that's going to fit in. And if it's a horror horror movie, what's the box office potential there? Uh, I think that's... Not a lot of horror films break out into the several hundred, hundred million category that you would hope from a film like this. Unless you're, you're talking to It, maybe you'll get man, Andy Muschietti to do this one. Um... But I think that's, yeah, that's that's a movie I want to see <laughs> out of this list. But they're also going to continue the DC Elseworlds brand, or they're they're announce they're going to create a DC Elseworlds brand. They're going to make it clear where like the Batman and Joker, Teen Titans Go are separate from the DC universe. So for as long as those things go, personally, I think they should. I think that's a good idea. But they should just hopefully don't add to that and just let those go off. Apparently, they're still waiting on the script for. Uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates, J.J. Abrams' Superman movie. Again, if you're doing Superman Legacy, relaunching Superman, I don't think you should be doing another one. I think that's a, that's a poor idea and to dilute the brand. So if you're going to launch your new DCU with Superman Legacy, you better do everything to make that a success. And that includes not launching competing brands. Um, but we'll see what they do. Uh yeah, I got a lot more thoughts on this, and I'll get into them. Just some other thoughts real quick. Is this all set in the present day? Because if you're starting with a young Superman, is he the f- first superhero? That's my, oh, that's always my preference with the DC Universe, Superman being the, the first superhero. But it, it's not clear. I like there's nothing set in the past, so I think that's still possible. Um, known versus unknown characters. This is This probably leans 50-50 or probably 40-60 in terms of characters well known to the general public of this list really superman and batman are the only 
major ones that the masses know. The rest of them are not uh, very well known. And I would have, that's where I think you need Wonder Woman, Aquaman being in there. You know, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, those are your big four DC characters. I think you kind of want those in there. Um, but maybe they're just waiting for to announce Wonder Woman and Aquaman. But there is a lot of unknown characters, and that's going to be tough. And that's one of my criticisms with what uh, what we heard, the news we heard. Uh, Gunn said something to the effect of, yeah, we're going to use Superman and Batman as a way to to bring attention to these other characters. That's been a, a frustrating thing that DC has been doing for years. Uh, it's really been, uh, really been tough on the animated side lately. That's my own fault. I'm buying these movies that have almost nothing to do with Superman, but they have... The character appears, so I feel obligated to to buy them and then get frustrated with her for other stuff. It's that is one of the things I really didn't like about one. I, I, there's there's a good way to interpret what he said, like you know, it, it could be taken negatively. Um, one thing with the Authority, who I'm not very familiar with, I'm most familiar with the Authority through the Elite, who are the knockoff version of the Authority that appeared in Action Comics seven seventy five. Uh, which was adapted into. So I do wonder if they're setting up some sort of Superman versus the elite here. Uh, there's no climatic event, no Justice League, no nothing like that in this chapter one. And maybe that's still to come, but that's that's one, probably the biggest, one of the bigger criticisms of the chapter. Uh, multiple Batman, multiple Kryptonian franchise. Uh there's no climatic event. So I'm assuming they're just saving that. They're not ready to announce it yet. And and that's fine. Uh, but I'm curious what that is. And I do wonder, maybe they're building to some sort of Superman versus elite, the elite, but they actually have the authority. Or maybe they're doing Justice League versus the authority. And they can adapt some elements of Superman versus the elite. I think I'd like that. Rather than having a full Superman movie where the authority are the villains. But maybe they can cross over. Uh, in a bonus crossover type movie. I don't know, but but that's something that definitely was Superman and then the authority. That's definitely something that I thought of. So all in all, uh, a real mixed bag, but some, certainly some stuff to be excited about. And I'm very excited by everything I've heard from Superman legacy so far. It's good. It's good. It's exciting to have a release date and a title for a Superman movie. Again, for the first time in a decade. Superman fans have wanted this for a long time, and it's hopefully going to be a really great and really exciting process uh, following all the news, all the details, as we get closer and closer to the film. And Yeah, uh, I'm obviously looking forward to Superman Legacy. That's uh, the big news for today. And um, yeah, I hope, it's a, I hope it's a fun ride and lives up to all of our expectations and, and hopes. And launches a, a great Superman movie franchise. I think that's what we all want. So thanks for listening. That's all I've got for today. And I'll be back soon.